1: Welcome to the show, Ridiculous Historians. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today's episode is about something that ostensibly is a very, very small thing, but turns out to be very mysterious and it has profound implications. Uh, my name's Ben.
0: Ben, you know I cannot abide your riddles, sir. Uh, my name is Noel, by the way. I can't abide them. I enjoy them. They just make me uh, furious because they're they're, they're very difficult to, to solve. You're like the troll at the bridge
1: in the Monty Python movie. Oh, that's... That's, that's Way better looking. That's rough. Okay. No. Well, good safe thank you man uh there's a uh, there's super producer casey pegram we're back in that studio we mentioned in a previous episode mm-hmm. where we're surrounded by fan art that is not about us yep
0: we're surrounded by fan art <laughs> but not surrounded by fans it tends to get pretty hot in here uh we call this one the Sweatbox.
1: that's that's true that's true it has a uh, it has an official name which is bowie but then it has the real name we all use which stinky. is stinky the stinky sweat box so here here's the thing this is this is a bit of a riddle i like that phrase because it's something we haven't solved it turns out that if you have a glass of hot water and you have a glass of cold water and you put them in a freezer one of them freezes faster than the other
0: it's got to be the cold water ben because it's already part of the way there to being frozen because it's cold that's
1: what i would think too right that's what everybody thought yeah But it turns out the hot water actually freezes more quickly. I hate that. (laughs) You hate when hot water freezes?
0: I just hate that it defies
1: my meager understanding of the universe. Hey, we all have a meager understanding of the universe. You know, we're taking baby steps. This is called the Mpemba effect. M-P-E-M-B-A. Do
0: you Mpemba the time when we discovered thermodynamics? We've been working on that one. I've been right? thinking about it ever since we started looking at this topic. It's true.
1: Spoiler alert: We have a lot of questions about this thing called the Mpemba effect, and you may be asking yourself, "Why? Why is my uh, Why is my history crew talking science on me? Did you guys bait and switch me? If I wanted a science show, I would have listened to a science show. Well." We're examining the story of how the Mapemba effect came to be. It's true, and it turns out we are just
0: as non-experts on science as we are in history. So thematically, this is appropriate. It's very on brand. Mapemba, uh, the uh, Mapemba effect was in fact named after a Tanzanian schoolboy who thought, uh, against all logical reasoning, that ice cream would freeze quicker if it was first. He did. Now, how would someone come up with such a crazy idea as that?
1: Well, that was the question his cohort, his classmates and his peers were asking when they mercilessly mocked him until, that is, he uh, partnered up with his instructor and they performed an experiment. Now, Arasto Mapemba, that's his full name. He was a teenager at the time and he was, as he said, at school in Tanzania in the 1960s. And he had lessons in—I love this phrase—he had lessons in cookery, and that's what led him to the ice cream angle. He was taught to make ice cream by heating up milk and sugar together on a stove, and then you're supposed to leave the mixture to cool to room temperature, and then you put it in the freezer to make that delicious, delicious ice cream, but maybe because he was in a hurry— Uh, Maybe because he was just a a rebel without a cause or a rebel without a cream. Uh, He put his hot mix of milk and sugar straight into the freezer and then he found that it froze faster than it should have. Than everybody assumed it would, you know, because he, like the rest of the world, thought you know, uh, freezing is reaching a certain temperature, right? So if you're heating something, you're further away from that freezing temperature. So it should take longer. That's just common sense, right? Uh, it's strange because it turned out that was not the case. Now, now Mapemba, from what we understand, was kind of, The black sheep of his class. He wasn't super popular.
0: Right, and that's because he stuck to his guns, and some of his guns were weird ones. Uh, In 1963, when uh, Mpemba was uh, in Form 3 in Magamba Secondary School, so that would be the equivalent of kind of like a middle early high school situation, um, he uh, was fond of, as were many of the other boys in the school, of making ice cream. Uh, And he talks about this in a quote. He says, the boys at the school do this by boiling milk, mixing it with sugar, and putting it into the freezing chamber in the refrigerator. A lot of boys make it, and there's a rush to get space.
1: Ah, so so if you don't get your mixture in you have to wait till other people's ice cream is done and that
0: you know that takes a while for for that to freeze as we yeah, know
1: because they're at room temperature like some schmucks
0: that's right so he uh, he got scooped to, to use an ice cream term uh, by one of the other boys who you know bum rushed him to get that space uh and instead of missing his chance he made a game time clutch decision
1: didn't he ben he did. He said, You know, I'm just going to put it in uh, while it's hot. It'll be fine. And then he came back half an hour, no, an hour and a half later with uh, a friend of his. And he found that his tray of milk had frozen into ice cream completely, but his pal's was still not frozen. It had become a thick liquid, but it wasn't quite ice cream. He was surprised and he asked his physics teacher, Hey, what's going on? And his physics teacher said, uh, Well, Here's what's going on, young Mister Mapemba. You are confused mm-hmm. because what you are describing is impossible. And he kind of shrugged and said the equivalent of, "Well, you're the you're the teacher. You're the expert. I guess it's your job to crush my dreams of
0: scientific greatness." Uh, but you know, he, he wouldn't be he wouldn't be stymied too much longer because he did eventually try it again, even though he believed the teacher at the time. But uh, later that year, he met a pal who um, had his own little side hustle selling ice cream in tanga. Uh, And he told Mpemba that when he made his ice cream, he put the hot liquids in the fridge to make them
1: freeze faster. I love that. he's Because the ice cream vendor is like, yeah, yeah, Arasto, everybody knows that. It's a that. thing. This is my job to know these things, buddy.
0: In a very functional way because, again, it saves time. And Mpemba uh, found that this was kind of common knowledge among the ice cream literati of of, of Tangatown.
1: Yeah, this reminds me a little bit of when you hear stories of Western Europeans quote-unquote discovering something like smallpox vaccines and stuff, and this is no shade to uh, Edward Jenner. It typically turns out that somewhere else in the world there's some ancient culture that knew about this for thousands of years, and in the case of the Mapemba effect... It wasn't just the ice cream vendors in Town who knew about this. It turns out that people, to some degree, knew about what we call the Mapemba effect as far as 2,000 years ago.
0: Right. Our boy Aristotle actually noticed this back as far as the 4th century when he wrote that many people, when they want to cool water, uh, quickly begin by putting it in the sun. That's how Aristotle talked.
1: Yeah, and this is, of course before, I, uh, Aristotle's not specifically talking about ice cream, but he is, he's wondering about it. He asks, why does this happen? And Francis Bacon and Rene Descartes asked the same question. And it's weird because Descartes, like these guys are making the same observation seriously. Descartes says, water which has been kept for a long time on the fire freezes faster than other water.
0: Now, your guy sounds like he's actually out in the cold when he's saying this. He sounded like you had a little chill in your bones. That's classic Renee, man. I got to wonder, Ben, is this effect similar? I mean, I know they're not one-to-one, but you know the whole idea of you defrost meat under cold water? Hmm. I wonder if that's similar, because uh, according to uh, uh, a few articles, meat um, can warm up faster from cold water because cold water conducts heat better. Interesting. I don't know. It, it, they're, they're not the same at all. I just, it just occurred to me that it's sort of counterintuitive in the same right. way. You know what I mean?
1: Right. And then, uh, let's see, Francis Bacon notes the same thing, and then the scientist Marliani in Renaissance Italy. So we have multiple luminaries noticing this. But all of, this is the interesting thing. They kind of forget about it because every single person who notes it just says, Huh, that's weird. Yeah. I, I wonder what's going on with uh. With well, that, mm-hmm. and, then, <laughs> and then they move on to other stuff. Right? Sure.
0: Yeah, like dissecting the nature of reality, you know? Mm-hmm. It's more of a priority for these, uh, these thinkers.
1: Right, right. And uh, Mapemba is the one who brings this back into conversation. So let's fast forward to when he's in high school. He learns about something called Newton's Law of Cooling, and that says, essentially, uh, it, it lays out the rules for how hot bodies are supposed to cool, and they have a couple of assumptions, you know, to keep it simple. Oh, I love a hot body, mm, and, a, and an assumption, right? Uh, so, so then he asked his teacher again. You know what happened? Teachers like you're you're confused, and the teacher had like this kind of snooty burn. Did you see that part? His response to Mapemba.
0: No, I didn't. Tell me, Ben, it's, so
1: I can be burned as well. <laughs> His snooty burn is, uh, all I can say is that is Mopemba's physics and not the universal physics. And, oh. it, and then from then on, he would make fun of the kid. Like he would, the teacher would make fun of him. Anytime he made a mistake in math or physics, he would be like, that's more of mathematics. I see. Was his,
0: was his teacher Foghorn Leghorn?
1: I don't know. He shows up a lot in history. Or sort of a, some sort of genteel Southern lawyer. I don't know, but he was. I don't think that's a good way to teach students.
0: I agree. Definitely not by making fun of them and making them kind of feel uh, like you know reluctant to express new ideas. That's that's no good at all.
1: Yeah, but thankfully for history and our entire species, Mapemba was not so easily cowed. He was tenacious, and he kept going. Uh, eventually, he teamed up with a guy named Dennis. Osborne, a professor of physics at the University of Dar es Salaam. Yeah, he
0: met him when he went to speak at uh, Mikawa High School. And at this uh, event at the high school, he kind of fielded questions from student body about, like, what should I do with my life? You know, what do I want to be when I grow up? And all that stuff.
1: It's kind of a career day thing.
0: Well, absolutely. And one of them was, how do I get to university? And, uh, you know, he had kind of more run-of-the-mill questions like that. But Mpemba asked, why did hot water freeze more quickly than cold?
1: So... Mapemba's recollection is the professor, Professor Osborne, smiled and then said, hey, could you repeat that? And then he repeated the question. Why did hot water freeze more quickly than cold? And so after that repetition, the professor says, is it true? Have you done it? Yes. And then the professor said, I do not know, but I promise to try this experiment when I am back in Dar es Salaam. And so this, this question still stuck with Osborne. And he was surprised. You know, he thought, obviously, this kid is wrong. But unlike Mpemba's earlier teacher, he's not being a jerk.
0: Yeah, and he actually gives the kid the benefit of the doubt. I mean, he thinks that maybe he's made a mistake, but he's going to, you know, uh, what's the word? Trust but verify? No, it's the opposite of that. He doesn't trust, but he still wants to verify.
1: Doubt but verify? I I like
0: that as a a sort of a different version. Or
1: anti-Reagan.
0: I totally agree. But he actually did the thing. You know, he told the kid that he'd try it, and he actually did. And uh, it, you know, all of the the ridicule and and, and teasing that Mapemba had gotten at the hands of his clearly awful, awful classmates and student and teachers. You know, I mean, good lord.
1: Yeah, there's class sounds really intense because the next day, uh, as to Mapemba's recollection, his classmates were picking on him in a group and they were saying you have shamed us by asking that question i've never been i've done a lot of career days both as a kid and uh going to speak at like local schools and stuff and i have never been in a situation where i thought some kid was going to be shamed or shaming that's strange absolutely not So, the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1 800 Discover to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com/slash credit card. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I
2: want people to hear
3: my voice and just forget their troubles.
1: Experience the music and her story. Know
3: this. I ain't no
1: spy skill. Like never before. That's
3: my daughter. That's my Amy
1: the big screen. I want to be
3: remembered for just being me. Amy
1: Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson, rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent, only in theaters May 17th.
2: Today I'm going to give you some straightforward advice on how to deal with naughty kids. How about instead of timeouts, time ends. Time for you to start paying some bills. I'm J.B. Smoove, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed, straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber. Live like a gillionaire. Available wherever you will get your podcasts. Limited to the availability in select areas. Visit at and hypergig for details.
0: So here's the thing. Osborne actually was pretty surprised because there was a tech at the university college in Dar who tried the same thing. And and he saw these results in advance of him even doing the experiment himself. And so he tried to, you know, explain them and and logic them out and came up with a couple of different theoretical explanations uh, and then actually published the material in different journals. Right.
1: Yeah. Uh, the professor didn't believe the technician either, but he said, okay, let's team up. Let's let's experiment with this. So here's what they did. They did just what we described at the top of the show. They took one glass of water at 95 degrees Fahrenheit, and they took another glass of boiling water, and they put them both in a freezer, and then they said, well, uh, by golly, by gosh, by gum, that hotter one did turn to ice at a faster rate. So in 1969, they published a paper on this experiment in physics education. And the uh, name of the paper is, this will be great for everyone who has to read a lot of scientific journals. The title of this paper is simply Cool? With a question mark. (laughs) Uh, Cool to be kind? There we go. Yeah. And then it's like a lesson on how to believe students, too. Uh, So this result has been replicated numerous, numerous times, but according to a great article in Wired, what's up with that Mapemba effect. The thing is, the Mapemba effect doesn't always appear to work, and it depends on the relative temperatures of the two liquids. So kudos to Osborne for saying this amazing quote. He says, Surprising questions are fun. They're not to be despised. One piece that's to my credit is that I did not despise. I went off and researched it. High five, man. I feel like I'm at, like watching the end of Mr. Holland's Opus I know. or uh what's that what's that other movie stand and deliver? Jaws. JAWS, Police Academy 4, all the hits about reaching hearts and minds. Exactly. Um, so where where did the
0: part, the real part at the end of, of Mr. Holland's opus, or this Mr. Holland's opus-sized version of the story, when Mpemba gets his due by having the effect in question named after him?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's when he published that paper in 69 with Dr. Osborne. Uh, he was at this time, Mapemba was studying at the College of African Wildlife Management, but he never gave up his fascination with the Mapemba effect. And how cool is it to have an effect named after you, especially because he has so many close calls. It could have been the Bacon effect, right. the Descartes effect, the Aristotle effect.
0: I mean, let's be honest. He did the least amount of work. <laughs> Mpenba, Mapemba, yeah. He, I mean, it, he's rewarded for his tenacity and standing up and asking the question. But then, you know, there was a lot of parallel thinking that went into this. But I do think it's kind of cute that he got his name attached to it. I think and, that's great. Yeah, he got a lot of, you know, he dealt with a lot of, uh, a lot of bullying and a lot of mean treatment mm-hmm. from these crappy kids, and he got to have his "I told you so" moment. But he also seemed like a good kid, and I doubt if he, uh, if he exercised said moment.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I have a quick question for the audience too, Casey. Don't get mad at me. For asking this. If there was a pegram effect, what would the pegram effect
3: be? Sir, I think you get first response to this. The pegram effect, it would be to pop up for a few seconds at a time in a podcast <laughs> and, uh, and receive uh, an outsized portion of attention for said brief interjections. Well, honestly, Casey, uh, who is in fact on the case. Dun,
0: dun! That's sort of how you do it. Parties, you know, the Pegram effect. You sort of pop in, make a big impression, and then you ghost out like uh, Kaiser Soze.
3: uh, Yeah, that's the George Costanza way, right? Uh You gotta leave him one more. You gotta leave him one more. There you go. Showbiz, baby.
0: Showbiz indeed. (laughs) Okay, so now we get to we call this the science hack part of the podcast.
1: Yeah, can we get a sound cue, Casey? Something that makes us sound scientifically minded and like we are wearing white lab coats.
0: Perhaps some chamber music. Uh, or whatever. Yeah, I like I like whatever this is, because it's great and
1: uh, curated by hand by super producer Casey Pegram. <laughs> Which is this is one of my favorite trust falls in podcasting, because Casey always kills it. Uh, so yeah, it turns out that we still don't know. We just know what everybody has agreed to call this thing. And like you said earlier, Noel, scientists have come up with a bunch of different explanations, but none of them are 100% solving the case. The most straightforward explanation is this, and it's the idea that hot water evaporates more than cold water. So when boiling water cools down, it's losing a little bit of its mass because it's turning to steam, right? It floats away. And then if that is the case, then hot water freezes faster than cold water just because there's less of it, the same way that, like, a cup of water would freeze faster than, say, a swimming pool. So that sounds like it works, right? That that sounds like it's uh, an elegant answer to the question. Or is it? Because there's a problem with this theory. Remember, not all of them are 100%. What, what's the problem with this one?
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, there are uh there is some math that uh shows that this evaporation principle is in fact a thing, but that only accounts for a part of this uh, supposed Mapemba effect. Uh and there have to be other things at play, right? I mean, Mapemba uh he he you know, well, let's give him a little credit here. He did you know, I, I sort of gave him a hard time uh, in the in the fashion of some of these Tanzanian schoolboys, and boy, boy, do I feel like a, a heel, and I'm ashamed of myself now. But he did do some testing himself, right? And he measured the mass uh, lost to evaporation in that experiment. Um, but he found that it wasn't quite enough to explain. The observable effects, right? That the that the uh, the hot water froze quicker than the cold water. So there's a lot of other ideas at play, or at least a few that are super important. One is the dissolved gases actually change water's freezing point or um, the uh, the surrounding environment of the water could actually have an effect on the outcome, right?
1: Yeah those both make sense and uh, in some cases they're 100% the explanation. The problem is that most of those explanations only apply in a limited set of cases and w- one other plot twist here, now that we've now that we've built up the Mapemba effect and the story of Rasto Mapemba, uh, we should go ahead and and throw in a turn. You see, some scientists aren't even convinced the Mapemba effect is real. Annoying. <laughs> right? Yeah. It really throws a wrench into our whole uh, thesis here. Yeah, we we have we're pretty deep into the episode now to drop that one. Yeah, it it's true. So the thing about the paper, cool that Mepembe and Osborne published is that it has these very extreme differences in freezing time between hot water and cold water, and literally no one has been able to recreate those specific differences since.
0: There's a really great line that for me sums up, you know, science, and it just says, uh, science is always complicated. (laughs) <laughs> I would tend to agree with that, uh, but you know, the thing is, there are so many different factors that could contribute to different results in this these experiments uh, and and this this effect that it's almost impossible to measure them all. I guess isn't that sort of
1: the the deal? It's tough. There are a lot of variables at play, uh, and of course, you know, scientists at the edge of research can be somewhat oppositional and passionate, and they want to argue back and forth to find the correct answer. There was a paper in 2016 by Henry Burridge and Paul Linden. That's right, 2016. That's how uh, how recent this debate remains. Uh, they, Linden and Burridge were writing uh, for the University of Cambridge, and they said there is quote no evidence to support meaningful observations of the Mapemba effect. They think it's misleading. They think we're misinterpreting. They think the Mapemba effect is a red herring, and that they are just slight inaccuracies and measurements.
0: That's the thing. What are we measuring when we say freezes faster, right? That's the issue. We're talking about the time it takes to get to uh, the freezing point or the time it takes for it to become completely frozen over. And there's different uh, time frames where these things can happen, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Like I mean, if you froze two things in a, in a freezer, even if it was two glasses of water at the same exact temperature, wouldn't they potentially not go through the same exact process at the same exact time? Couldn't it have to do with the particular zone that they're in in the freezer? Maybe there's colder spots or something. I'm, again, no science expert here, but it does occur to me that in my fridge, for example, if I have something closer to the back of the fridge, it's going to even freeze a little bit in the refrigerator. And then the stuff closer to the front doesn't. So there's definitely variations in temperature in what would be a consumer fridge, which is what he was using for this original experiment, when he originally observed this phenomenon,
1: right? Yeah, I think that's a good, I think that's a really good point. It's strange because it is very difficult to measure this. For instance, in that paper where they argue there's no such thing as the Mapemba effect, the scientists say there's a 10% inaccuracy when you measure the height of a thermometer when you're taking the water's temperature, and that could trick someone into thinking that they have observed this effect. Just for the record, that paper's argument is still pretty controversial, and many many scientists say, okay, let's not let's not throw out uh, the baby with the Mapemba water. It's still it's still very difficult, and that's why Mapemba effect experiments, even if you do one at your own house or at your own secret uh, underground laboratory, uh, that's why you may find different results from one experiment to the next. Here's the kicker. Even when procedures are repeated with, with with what appears to be the exact same conditions, that's tough, you know? And then people argue over definitions, just like you were bringing up, Noel. They say, like, when we say something freezes faster, are we saying the time it just reaches the first freezing point, the time when it completely freezes? I mean, what are we, what are, what are we talking about, you know?
3: it's just
1: being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th.
2: Today I'm going to give you some straightforward advice on how to deal with naughty kids. How about instead of timeouts, time ins? Time, time for you to start paying some bills. I'm J.B. Smoove, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber. Live like a Gagillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at&t.com/hypergig for details.
0: Well, so my takeaway from this podcast episode today is that science is a sham, um, and school children are smarter than uh,
1: scientists. Right. Yeah. Yeah, overthrow the academy. Uh <laughs> shout out to all the scientists in the crowd i'm just kidding you guys are great we need you yeah we need you please don't leave the country <laughs> and please. If, yeah. And if your teacher is letting you listen to this in class, uh then kudos to them because you have a great teacher. Exactly. You have like a Dr. Osborne kind of wonderful teacher. taste in human beings, subject matter. A paragon of uh what it means to teach. Right. You know? Uh you probably your teacher probably also is very good looking. Really funny, yeah. smells great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All, all
0: of that stuff. <laughs> How much are we going to pander here? I think we. I think we've. I think we've pandered ourselves into a corner, Ben. <laughs> we reached peak pander. I think we have, and we've reached peak podcast as well. I think we can get close to uh, wrapping up this tale today, can't we, Ben?
1: Yeah, we can. We just want to end on an epilogue with Mapemba, with what happens to Erasto himself. So as we said, uh, he is not working in physics education. He started working at the Ivory Room in Dar es Salaam. He was working with wildlife, and he originally wanted to be a doctor, but there were financial problems to pay for the training, so uh, wildlife management was the best way for him to get an overseas scholarship. Is it me, or does the Ivory Room sound like the name of a very exclusive nightclub? Like the Viper Room or something? Sure. Yeah,
0: yeah. And then across town you have the Ebony Room.
1: Yeah, like Ivory Room sounds like maybe something a Victorian-era tycoon has in their mansion. Please, we'll adjourn to the ivory room for cigars and lardin. And
0: just, just to backtrack really quick, my reference to the ebony room was just going full circle to Michael Jackson.
1: Uh, do you remember do you mapemba the time? Ah, there we go. You got there. And eventually he did achieve his goal of, of studying abroad. He got his a degree in Australia at the Canberra College of Advanced Education. Canberra? Is that how you pronounce it? I think that's how the Aussies pronounce it. Like Melbourne. Exactly. Melbourne and Canberra. Uh, so he got a master's degree from Texas. He became a principal game officer in Ministry of Natural tour- Resources and Tourism in the Wildlife Division. And he, after a great career, he retired. His wife is a doctor. And he, uh, when he was asked if it, any of their children were physicists, he said, no, they are not doing well at all in physics <laughs>
0: <laughs> do you think he
1: still enjoys a good iced cream <laughs> i hope so man i i i feel like he's earned it i think so too you get sprinkles i think he gets sprinkles oh man what what do you go
0: for ice cream wise what oh, do you guys go for really like a chocolate dip like yeah. the the old dairy queen hard hardened chocolate dip yeah really fond of that
1: i like a I like a hazelnut There's, Ooh, yeah There's this Turkish ice cream I always wanted to try, or this Turkish ice cream-like substance. Fancy.
0: Yeah. You know what my favorite ice cream flavor is of all time? What's that? And it's not a favorite for everyone. It's a a very polarizing flavor, pistachio. Pistachio, huh? I
3: could
1: get down with some pistachio. How about you, Casey Pegram?
3: I'm pretty boring. I like vanilla. I like chocolate. Um, I'm pretty easygoing. Get out. Yeah. Wow. I'll show myself how. Can we, can we
1: maybe uh, uh, convert you? Because I'm a guy without a sweet tooth. And I got to tell you, even for me, there's a lot of amazing ice cream out there.
3: Yeah, I was I was in a uh, kind of a Ben and Jerry's phase for a while, uh-huh. and I had to stop doing that. So uh, it got I, too wild. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's it's easy to tear through one of those things. Oh, so, good uh, lord! God, yeah, in a I'll, single sitting. I'll so. tell
0: you what a good alternative to that is. They have these new. Uh, they're called pint slices. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. They're like chocolate covered, like a cross section of one of those. So oh, rather than eating yeah. the whole pint, you eat a circular cutout of the pint. I can get down with that. Because yeah. the thing about the Ben and Jerry's is they've got such variation as as you know, in the ripple or whatever, in the texture, yeah. one bite's not going to give you no, all of no, the majesty. Gotta, that especially it, when
3: yeah. like the hard kind of chocolate chunks or whatever that right, you're kind of yeah. digging for, mm-hmm. and you're like, let me just get one more of those, and oh. then like half the thing's oh, gone. And, so yeah. good.
1: And also, the they're the uh, are these what you're talking about, man? Are the the tiny cups? No. No, they also have tiny cups. Sure.
0: The tiny cups are great. And that's a very good alternative to getting a, uh, because then you can get a few of them and you Mm -hmm. can kind of mix and match. But the pint slices are literally like an ice cream sandwich
1: minus the sandwich. Oh, cool. But they're covered
0: in chocolate. And it's like a cross section slice of like a pint, the middle kind of. I
1: got to check one of those out. Also, gelato. Oh. I like a
0: good gelato. Oh, good. What? I think a gelato just has more, more heavy on the cream, if I'm
1: not mistaken. It feels a so little silkier, s- smoother and yeah, fancier. Yeah. Uh, maybe that's just the way it's been sold here in the US. Also, last thing, unrelated ice cream fact. I love this. Uh, I think we may have talked about it in a previous episode, but Hagendas doesn't mean anything. Really? The term is just made up because the people who created Haagen-Dazs wanted it to sound fancy but and boring. It has umlauts in it. You
0: can't just put umlauts in things, Ben. Sorry, man. We live in a society that the memes were right. Like the band Motorhead, you know how it's umlauts. If you <laughs> pronounced it as you were supposed to, it would be Muterhead.
1: <laughs> That's great. I yeah. hope it haunts them. Uh, uh, yeah. I, well, R.I.P. Lemmy. Yes, R.I.P. Lemmy. And huge thanks to Arasto Mapemba. I, I I hope we all find this story inspiring because it means that no matter where you are in life, no matter who you are in life, you can. You can genuinely make a difference, and you can do that just by paying attention to the world around you and sticking to your guns. So that's that's the takeaway from this, at least on my end, you know. And then we got to get, get Casey some uh, – we we're going to get you some weird ice cream, man. We're going to get you some, some – we're going to get weird with it.
3: I look forward to it.
0: And also science is
1: a sham. <laughs> thanks so much for tuning in high five your science teacher if they were playing this episode uh, in class uh, as always a big big thanks to our super producer Casey Pegram and all the weird ice cream he has in his future thanks to Alex Williams who composed that slap and track at the beginning of the show
0: thanks to Christopher the Iceman Hasiotis here in spirit as always Jonathan the Devil Devilman uh, Strickland who lords over us in the uh, in form of some sort of toxic, you know, miasma uh, that just kind of, like, follows us around like a Charlie Brown dark cloud.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, thanks to Gabe Young Frosty Luziel. Uh, thanks, of course, to Eve's uh, Waffle Cone, Jeff Coat. Check out her podcast, This Day in History Class.
0: And big thanks to you, my friend, Ben Jomoca Almond Fudge Bolin.
1: Hey, thanks to you, Noel. Uh, hazelnut Pistachio Brown. Hazelnut Pistachio? Now that sounds right up my alley. <laughs> it sounds like a good thing, right? I think it does too. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. What are your favorite ice cream flavors or what are the weirdest ones you've ever seen? And did you like them?
0: How do you feel about science? Let us know. You can check us out on social medias of all f- flavors, uh, including Instagram, Twitter. Uh, still not doing the Pinterest thing. I think we finally sworn off doing it. Remember, remember at the beginning of the show, we talked about making a pinterest page and and we thought that was cute for about four episodes and then we let that go but uh there's still time there's always time. it's a new year and apparently uh, pinterest is a great place to make a vision board and apparently a vision board makes your dreams come true
1: yeah i have a vision board seriously i i I had it uh, for a couple years now
0: Good for you, man. Our good friend and friend of the show, Rowan Newby, has a band called Vision Board, but it's spelled B-O-R-D, and it's just fantastic. But as I said, you can find us uh, individually as well on social media. I am exclusively on Instagram at HowNowNoelBrown.
1: I am on Instagram, and hopefully I still will be after uh, this next adventure I'm about to take, uh, which I can't talk about too much right now. Uh, But I am at Ben Bolin. You can also find me on Twitter at Ben Bolin, H-S-W. And... I do this like once a year, but do you guys want to go get some ice cream? Anybody? It's a little cold. Well, Yeah, save it for the summer then. Okay, well, I'm going to heat it up. So it'll be like a. In yeah. yeah. We'll see you next time.
0: <laughs> for more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.